What's up, everybody, and welcome to Frameskip episode 51, your weekly source for games, topics, and just all-around buffoonery. I am your host for the evening, Elijah Steele, and with me is the coach, Kyle Newman. Welcome back, everybody. How <laughs> are you? It's been a while. <laughs> uh, we're in that season now where we're doing our rush to get the kids ready for uh, the state testing, which started today. And uh, it goes pretty much this month and next month. So it's, it's insane. I, 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 I ditched today. I didn't even go to work today. So um, I just needed to do a brain dump, which I did all weekend, three-day weekend. So, but, I yeah. totally understand that. Um, to, uh, the past two weeks, not counting this week, but the previous two weeks, uh, one of the people I work with, one of my coworkers was out. So basically... He's like me where we do the shipping, the scanning, stuff like that. And with him being out, I was pretty much the only shipper we had. And it's the beginning of our busy season. So like my mind has been broken. He's back at work and everything now. So I'm not working tomorrow. I took the day off and I'm going to Scranton game hunting with Nick. So it's it's going to be an unwinding day, just relaxing. Uh, there's a whole bunch of like retro game stores and stuff like that, that we, it's like our preferred stomping ground for game hunting. What are you going to be looking for? Uh, main thing is always going to be Vita, uh, especially like I shouldn't even say, especially now because it's always been Vita, uh, anytime I could. But the other big thing is there are just, there are certain games I'm looking for. Like I want to find a copy of shadows of the damned for Xbox 360. I'd love to find that. Um, I know there's no way this is going to happen. And if I do, it's going to be like over a hundred bucks, but corpse party for the 3ds. I'd love to try and find other than is that. that just, what's the crazy, like the, the, the font is a little crazy. Yeah. Corpse party. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of that series and I didn't know they released it on 3ds until like two weeks ago. Mm hmm. And then I found out the copy goes for like a hundred bucks. So that sucks. Um, but then other thing is just finding PS3 and PSP games. Uh, they've already started like physical copies have started to go up in price already yeah. because of the store closing. So, and even just normal games have started to go up in price. Just games that you'd never think of have started to rise. Uh, there's that game that released Best of PlayStation Network Volume 1 that had was it Tokyo Jungle, Fat Princess. Can't remember the other two games on it. That's going for a couple hundred dollars right now. Which is weird because I don't even think you can play Fat Princess anymore. Like I, I think that was like an online only, like multiplayer only game. It's very possible. Right. Because they did Fat Princess Adventures for PlayStation 4, which I actually have a little bit of a soft spot for. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I had a good but, time with it. But Fat Princess, I, I'm 90% sure that that game was multiplayer only. So I, I totally get going for like the collector thing of it and like just having that in, in your in your spot. But like, man, be careful. I, I, I think the other thing is like Tokyo Jungle was is only available digitally otherwise. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the other two games that are in it, but so games have start already started to rise. So I'm just going to go out, find what I find and 
have a fun time doing it. You know, when I, uh, when I accidentally um, waterlogged my PS Vita, I bought a new one and it was the, uh, the light blue, the Carolina the aqua, blue one. The yeah. aqua marine. Yeah. That's yeah, what I got. So, so pretty. Yeah, it is. So when I picked it up, I got one of the East games. Um, I don't know if it was Legends or, or Origins. And what's the other one that's on the Vita? Memories uh, of there, Delta. There's uh, I said, seven. That's a, yeah, that's I would what say I got. seven, eight, and Origin. Yeah, yeah. That memories of self soda is so good. Those are awesome. That like that. I didn't get that until the beginning of the pandemic. I ended up uh, buying that off eBay. That game is great. Like that is exactly the type of game that the Vita needed a lot more of. Just like a fun yeah. action based game that you could, you know, do some nerd tinkering in menus, but and slowly like get some loot, build up your character, become more powerful. But like, it was just kind of like mindless hack and slash. That game's great. And, you know, I think that they don't necessarily need, like they could still produce games for it if they wanted to. You know what I mean? Like it's still like a pretty powerful system. But they can't. say that, yeah. Um, because after July 10th, Sony will no longer be doing certification for Vita games. And that includes even if somebody were to release it physical, which would be almost impossible because they stopped producing cartridges last spring. Yeah. So there's like no way. It's amazing that Play Asia is still releasing uh, limited edition mm-hmm. Vita games because they just bought up a massive stock of Vita cartridges. Yeah, but it's gone down in the last couple of months because I, I've been tracking it, you know, because that's mm-hmm. where I got my. Um, that's where I got my East game is off of the uh, Play Asia. Okay. And, yeah. And so that their stock is dwindling really quick. The other voice you have heard is the one, the only George Cam Newton Loftus. Ah, you can't see because it's a podcast, but I'm doing the I'm doing the Superman thing and I'm revealing a Patriots logo on my t-shirt. Just like just like Cam would after he rushes for a touchdown because he can't throw one. I love it. <laughs> At least you acknowledge this fact. Hey man, yeah. we talked we talked about this. I think COVID really messed him up. I rewatched that Seahawks game where he threw like, f- like almost four hundred yards and like one hundred sixty of them, one hundred seventy of them were to Julian Edelman. Also, R.I.P. Julian Edelman. Um, yeah. No, like the dude. Why, why R.I.P. Uh, he's he was injured all last year after that. Oh, yeah. Okay, I thought for a second like he passed away. And oh, they no, loved it. They no, let I'm him sorry. go, didn't they? I'm sorry. They did not. Oh. No, they, he signed a massive contract. Like, he was, like, the first wide receiver they, like, really paid in a while. Um, oh, okay. And, like, they drafted him. I think he was, like, a seventh-round get, sixth-round get, something like that. Yeah, he, w- he was one of those surprise. Just yeah, and I bet Brady was players. pissed because, like, he was a QB in college at, like, I think Kent State. And so yep. it's like, oh, you draft another QB. It's like, oh, no, we're turning him into a new slot receiver. We're making him, uh, what's his name, Wes Welker 2.0. That's like uh, Darren Waller, my favorite tight end. He was a wide receiver in college. How could you and, be a wide receiver that large? Like, <laughs> and understand. that's why they turned him into a tight end in yeah. in the NFL. Uh, that's why, like, he's he's basically a, another wide receiver for the Raiders because that's what he was doing. And yeah. then they said, "You're going to do this other thing." It's cool. I heard uh, George Kittle is actually a place kicker in college, so it's it's really nice to see people come into the NFL and just sort of like find a find second life at, at new positions. That's not true. That that dude is he was never a place kicker. Well, fun fact: 
week 18, I guess it is, if we only have one buy. They haven't had said if we have one or two buys, but mm-hmm. the last game, our 17th game, we go into Massachusetts and we play you guys. Yeah, I saw. I'm actually really excited for that game. My, uh, yeah. my partner is a huge Cowboys fan. So it's been a, a rough couple of years for her on a personal level. <laughs> just watching the Cowboys. I did not know this about her. I am shoot, so shoot, sorry shoot for her. Well, 18 wasn't that bad. It's yeah, just no. Um, yeah, last that, year that, was, that, was, that was super fun. That was a super fun year. Last year was scary. Well, that and like, uh, God, the playoffs was it two years ago? Like they came in, they completely like dismantled. Who was it? Uh, they completely dismantled like the Seahawks. Like they destroyed the Seahawks in like the first round of the playoffs, and then they just got systematically annihilated by the Rams. In a, well, no, in the second that three hundred pound running back systematically destroyed our defense. That's yeah. what happened. Yeah, we couldn't too. stop them. So, and Gurley hasn't been the same since. Well. Even before then, he wasn't because he got hurt like the yeah. year prior or something like that. And the year before that. And the year before that. And yeah. the year before that. That's why I, I love I love running backs, but man, just don't pay running backs. I'm really sorry because like they're so good, but also like God, it's just such a short life cycle in the NFL. But every once in a while, you get a uh, Emmett Smith who oh, it was just sweetness watching him. Or, or fact, Sa- Saquon Barkley is so much fun to watch, but also like. Guy's been injured twice in the last yeah. three years. Not when he plays the Cowboys, but yes, he is fun to watch. Now today, um, since I took the day off, I watched two NFC Championship games from the '80s. I watched San Francisco and uh, in Washington, and I think that was in '83. And then I watched the '85 Bears play the Rams with Eric Dickerson and Walter Payton, yeah. and it was like. That defense, like we've seen defenses, um, Baltimore's, we've seen the Giants, you know, they've had a good defense. Legion but, of Boom, baby. Yeah. But nothing compares to that Chicago Bears no. defense. Holy crap. They were just destroying uh, uh, Eric Dickerson. So well, well that and is also uh, that was the Patriots' first Super Bowl was going against the '85 Ooh. Bears. So and I you know what? I remember that. I was so bored at halftime. I'm like, come on, <laughs> man. But I'll I'll never forget the fact that Mike Dicta, instead of letting um, uh, Walter Payton score that touchdown, they let uh, William Perry. Yeah, the fridge, right? Yep. I I'll, I just shook my head as. <laughs> 14-year-old me was like, what the hell? Uh, the, the disrespect. It's incredible. Well, this is a video game podcast, so I yeah. say we get into it before Austin goes, we're in the wrong category. I got something. I got yes. something for us today. little yes. discussion. And we've been kind of having it in our uh, little slack. But last week with the announcement of the PS3 and the uh, Vita store closing down in the Still next thing. few months, We've been kind of talking about games, you know, about researching games. So I went back and I was looking at the various Final Fantasy games, right? Mm-hmm. And which ones are the best versions to get? So, and I'm talking about, okay, so we know like Final Fantasy VII, that's pretty much on every system. Eight and nine is on the main systems, right? But like one through six. So, Let's take one and two, right? And I'm talking about the Japanese one and two, not the, not the American numbering, okay? So you have 
two versions of that game. You have Dawn of Souls, which is on the um, Game Boy Advance, and then you have the PSP version. Mm-hmm. So what are the differences between the two? Because I have my Game Boy Advance cart, but I'm tempted to get the PSP version. So what's interesting is I don't remember the differences, but I also looked up the same exact thing. And I found the answers to all of the games. One and two. Now, I'll get into trying to remember the differences uh, in a moment. But do you remember it's one and two on PSP, three on DS, four on PSP. I think, yeah, I think that was PSP one. Five, five I, think, I think, was PlayStation 1. Five and six was PS1. So because it was you, that anthology. Right. I believe five, you could also, it came on the Game Boy Advance as well. But three and four is on the DS as well. Yeah, because four is also on the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't condone this, but I will say, you know, Sometimes it's late at night. Sometimes you're bored. Sometimes you got some some money burning a hole in your pocket. If you were to just search these games on eBay and then add, add a word at the end of the search, I don't know, like reproduction or whatever, you know, like who's to say what word you add at the end of Final Fantasy four when you're searching on eBay? Uh, th- there's games available and they're not incredibly expensive. Um, it's it's the damnedest thing. It really just depends on what's that last word right. you may or may not add to your search. Not because- that I condone any of this but i'm just saying that's uh that's an option because i know for two there is a difference between the game boy advance version and the psp version like Mm -hmm. i think the game boy advance version they they there was an issue with the job system or something or the leveling up or something like that. So they toned it down. They they the difficulty level for the Game Boy Advance version is is lower than on the PSP. But I remember, I remember the cartridge or the the cases for the PSP. One was blue and one was red. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think I'm still gonna buy those two. Um I have three and four on the DS, but I'm also tempted to get three. Can you get four on the uh, PSP as well? I know you, yeah, you can. That's the, oh, that's the, that that's four the is the big one. Yeah. yeah. That has the three. I was watching Colin Moriarty's review on that when he was still at IGN. Oh, it was I, remember, early. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with all three um, portions of the game, it's like 70 hours or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty unreal. I, um, you know, we were, yeah, like, like coach alluded to, we were talking about this in the Slack and like, I can't speak for Elijah, but I personally have spent a lot of money on the PlayStation Network in the past week or so. And I don't have, I I didn't grow up with a PSP. I didn't get one until like the PSP Go was like on discount, basically. Like I think I grabbed that for like 150 bucks and it came with like a bundle with three games. So I've always thought of PSP games as like digital experiences. And I never had a PlayStation 1. So for me, like there are certain games I want to see on my shelves and it's always like Xbox, GameCube, ds we like and that generation and up basically right is the stuff i want to see but like for playstation one and psp like i don't care if i have a digital or not so it's actually been kind of great just going through the playstation network i went through my entire download history list on my playstation 3 773 items that includes like dlc apps uh cross-play games so if i buy a game on vita and it's cross-play on 
uh, PS3, then that, that shows up twice kind of deal. Um, I, I've got a lot. I didn't have nearly as many PlayStation 1 games as I thought I did. And uh, for me, like, I have no qualms with just looking at them, like, on my cross-media bar and playing them that way. Like, I almost prefer it just because it's, like, what the PlayStation Classic should have been, you know? it's It's been really nice just going back over uh, over my history. And I noticed some interesting trends. I downloaded uh, roughly one-to-one PlayStation 3 demos as I did games. And that was like in the front half of the PlayStation 3 library, it was probably like three to one where I was just downloading every single demo I possibly could. Yep. And then PlayStation Vita, I bought three times as many games as I did demos, which is interesting. And I love the PlayStation Vita. I think it's incredible, especially because it can play PSP games. It can play PlayStation 1 games. It can play Vita games. Man, the PSP is just such a better quality library than the Vita ever yeah, had a, ever yeah. had a chance to, to have. It, it's to incredible. know that you could play Symphony on the Night on it on the go is awesome oh it's incredible yeah yes it, it's great definitely. um i have oh what is it dracula x chronicles yes i remember when that released man i to this day i still remember it maybe it wasn't that it was did it come out for psp yes yes yeah that was okay blood ties or bloodlines something like that well no that was the sega no. genesis oh uh, okay i thought it was remade into um into a PSP game. Like, uh, was, was that Rondo of Blood? Was that the remake? Rondo of Blood, yeah. Yeah, sounds... Okay. So, yeah. Dr- Dracula X Chronicles is a 2.5D remake of Rondo of Blood for the PSP. What's, what's the other one that I have, then? I have another Castlevania game for PSP. It's hard to tell, man. They Like, I, I don't even like the Castlevania games that much. I respect them. That's just, like, not how I really want to play games. Um... But man, their their names are beautiful and confusing. Wait, say that again. Hell. What did you say about you not wanting to play? Oh, that's just like I don't really like Metroidvania style games. Oh, okay, that, I that see. much. Um, right. And so, no disrespect because like the art is gorgeous. Everything seems like mechanically very finely tuned, like almost like a fighting game that you're like going on an adventure through. That's just not really what I want to do. Like I'm more of a hack and slash guy. But like, man, the names are both gorgeous, like Harmony of Despair. And I'm just like, oh, that's really pretty. Also, it means absolutely nothing. You know, Donna <laughs> like, Sorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Just stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. wow, that's like a really like that's like high school lit magazine poetry right there. Well, and uh, there's a time and a place for it. Don't get me right. wrong. Well, Bloodstained. Uh, is it ri- which is the one that's more eight bit? Is it Curse of the Moon? Curse of the Curse Moon. Of the moon yeah. Right. The second one just had a limited run release. Yep. Yeah. So I was able to pick that one up. Also, um, if you'll notice, all of the Castlevania games for Nintendo's library, I want to say it's starting with the DS. Actually, I think almost all Castlevania games starting PS2 era all had a musical tone to the name lament of innocence dawn of sorrow or maybe aria of sorrow was one um like all all of them have some sort of musical tone like yeah yeah, in their name you know i think this series hit its peak in the game boy advance and ds yeah right because the circle of the moon was one of the first games that came out for the Game Boy Advance. And because at that time when it came out, nobody had a backlit screen, right? Yeah. It was hard to play because it was dark. But once you got that Game Boy player, man, let me tell you what, it looked good. So, But yeah, so right now I think is the time to 
get as much as you can on that on your PS Vita. And usually I do try and get uh physical, but right now I don't care. I'm just getting and, and that's you know, I'm all about physical collecting. Right now, it's much more about as much as I would like to spend this money on physical games, these games are going away and not coming back. I can get a copy of AW Phoenix Festa two years from now. I can't get a copy of Attack on Titan for Vita two years from now. Yeah. So that's why I'm like focusing. You mentioned you spent some money on PlayStation Store this week. Now, I haven't bought anything for PSP or PS3 yet. Uh, I actually, I just made those lists. They're all good to go. I can start getting that stuff. I must have spent three to $400 on the Vita in the past two weeks. Really? I've only got a couple games for Vita. I'd be honest, like, I absolutely adore the Vita, but, like, looking over, like, my history, I'm like, okay, I got really into, like, 10 games, you know, on the, what, what 10 years that we've had the, the Vita, 11 years, 9 years that we've had the Vita, however long? Nine. That's like, yeah, February man, 2011. I, I got obsessed with it, but then I forgot, like, oh, no, I played a lot of PSP games on my Vita. Like, I played a lot of PlayStation 1 games on my Vita. But, you know, the PSP, Sony backed that, and they supported it. Yeah, there mm-hmm. were a lot of games for it. It sold a lot. I mean, like it didn't, you know, fade into obscurity like the Vita did. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just so interesting that it was like, okay, we want to put a Killzone game on PSP, but we can't put a first-person shooter with Killzone because that's just it, we don't have the power for it. Like, okay, let's do an isometric sh- third-person shooter where it's like almost like XCOM style. Like they just found a way to make stuff work. And then, like, I was looking like. There was a crossplay game on PlayStation 2 and Wii called Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law. And it was like a funny version of Ace Attorney, basically, where it was like a point and click adventure. You had to like put cases together. And it was just like, oh, man, how do they find a way to make this work on PSP? But then they just didn't care about this on Vita. And that was like, I, I really think licensed games sort of trending away was just like the wrong time for Vita to be successful. Like, I think it needed that sort of like casual games market to Mm -hmm. succeed and it just completely disappeared and then it became like the hardcore gaming machine which is like really cool like there's some incredible games on the on the vita but there was no just like rising tide to lift all shit there was no like besides lego like there just wasn't a whole lot of like casual third-party support um but then looking back on it man the psp library is just absolutely bonkers insane it is so good well tactics ogre is another one that i need to pick up Oh, did yeah? PSP. It's ten dollars on on PSN for that game. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane. And I assume, uh, let's see. Um, you guys vamp a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna look something up. So some of the ga- Vita games I purchased off the store recently, uh, I bought three of the Atelier games. Uh, I have the what is it? Atelier Sophie for the PS4, and I played a little bit of it. And it was really good. I just got distracted because if I'm playing a jrpg i prefer to play it on like the vita or switch uh, i picked up those i picked up excel world versus sword art online um root double a visual novel set in the same universe as uh root letter which i played i really enjoyed root letter um th- I, I can't remember everything off the top of my head because it's me trying to remember 15 things at once but I have there are so many things on Vita. So an, a big thing for me is a lot of these games you can get somewhere else, but I will always prefer to play them on Vita. JRPGs, visual novels, 
I could get them on PS4. But Vita, I prefer to play. Be like a JRPG would be one of those. I need to grind a little bit. Oh, I'm watching this TV show. Just grind while I'm watching the TV show and then just put it into sleep mode. Uh, later in the day, I've got 10 minutes. Power on, I'm right back to grinding again. Stuff like that. I love the Vita for stuff. And that's why I re- I'm going to grab all the Atelier games. There are like seven that aren't physical. And thank you, Koei Tecmo and Square Enix, because they never dropped the price of any of their games on Vita. Yeah, pretty pretty absurd. Um, uh, what game? Uh, so Dragon Quest Builders is $39.99. That was on the Vita? Yes. Yeah, the first one was. It was awesome on the Vita. No way. I didn't it, know yeah. that. It was oh, great. Wow. It is great on Vita. My Attack friend Fabio, on- who is on this podcast once, he bought it for me for my birthday for Vita. It was great. Wow. Yeah, there's no physical copy, which sucks. Oh, so it's so, all digital. Yeah. Attack on Titan is $49.99. That's a Koei Tecmo game. Koei Tecmo put on like Samurai Warriors 4, Samurai Warriors 4 Empires, Samurai Warriors 4 2, and they're all $39.99. And it's like, I don't know what the differences are. I don't know what is like, is one different story? I don't know. (laughs) So I want to look into that and find out. But yeah, they, all their games are normal price and it sucks. I did buy, I did buy the Ratchet and Clank um, remaster collection. Ooh. About three weeks ago. Cause that's when I'm like, okay, I, I couldn't find it. And I think it was before they announced that they were closing it, but, or maybe it was right when they did. I forget when, but I bought it. And you know how much of a pain in the butt it is to purchase and download on the PS3? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's, okay. Let's talk about this. Cause I, I thought my PlayStation 3 was broken. I had to message the group, like the, uh, the, the podcast Slack. And I was just like, uh, can you guys buy games on yours? Because I can't. And like, my, I have a PlayStation Vita in storage, which I thought I packed with me before I moved. I did not. I'm very sad. I'm also super paranoid that it was stolen. We'll see. Really excited to find out because I had all my Vita games and all my PS uh, or all my 3DS games. So I'm si- like simultaneously freaking out and excited to get it back. Then I got a PlayStation or a PS Vita 2000, like the aqua blue one that Coach has too. And that is really great. Sometimes other times it just like randomly shuts down if I open an app on it. Uh, so I've like resorted to system defaults multiple times. I'm like, do I need to replace the battery? I'm looking into it. I'm on like the Vita Reddit trying to figure stuff out. Don't worry about it. But it just shuts down. So I was like, okay, screw this. I'm gonna go on my PlayStation 3. And then there's no purchase option. There's no put in cart option the way I remember there being 10 years ago when I was in college. So I was like, what the hell's going on? And Elijah was like, oh, yeah, as long as the thumbnail image is selected, you press X, that'll add it to your cart. I'm like, where the hell did the purchase button go? Like, who got rid of that? Who thought that was a bad idea? At 612 today, one of my coworkers messaged me. Does your PS3 store have the button missing missing to buy things? Like, I can click on it when I guess where the cursor is. The store is also not showing what I purchased. As far as I can tell, if I bought it already, it will give me that you can't purchase this at this time. Otherwise, it will go in my cart. Ridiculous. And I literally just copy screenshotted our conversation from yesterday. Yeah, it's really weird. So it's like it's as if the button is there like your cursor is on the button 
but it's invisible. And I don't know what is going on. It's a and mess. It's, it's just a, it's the a, store being broken. It's a GD mess. That's yeah. all I'll say about it. And we, we were talking beforehand, and I I have heard actually a couple other people say they think the same thing as me. And if it's true, I wish Sony would just come out and say it because it would make the sting a little less. I think the whole idea is starting with the PS4 into the PS5 store. You know how it's backwards compatible, like everything is combined in that. I think the idea is this store is the future, is PlayStation from here on out. Like they're getting it more cohesive the way it hasn't been before. And this old online architecture is not fitting in. And I think the whole idea is they're shutting this down that way from here on out, there isn't these different PlayStation stores. It's just there's the PlayStation store and there always will be, which I don't know the back end of anything that was going on or whatever, but I think that's the idea. But I wish they would just say it. That's great. Uh, that's that's great and all. But also, I just I can't. I can't forgive them for shutting out five out of seven consoles that they've released, you know, yeah. between PS1, PS2, PS3, Vita, PSP, like they're just ignoring until the PS4, I guess, uh, 20 years of like history. And like, I'm not even talking about like, I could give fewer crafts about like not being able to play a game, but it's just like the fact that like, no, this is like 3d art that existed in 1996. And this is the only way people can enjoy this. Yep either a affordably or b legally like and you're just throwing that into a trash can that is like ridiculous to me um well at this point i wouldn't worry about i i assume when you say illegally or legally you're talking about roms yeah well at this point i i think the whole question about roms and emulating is for games that are being um sold new right now like for instance if you were to Okay, the Dreamcast. Easy game to burn a game onto a CD, mod it so you could play it, right? So, for instance, one of Elijah's favorite RPGs from the Dreamcast is? Skies of Arcadia. Right. So, if I were to go and download the ROM and burn it and play it on my Dreamcast, it's you're not taking money from anybody right now. That's a All it is. Yeah. yeah, but... If I were to go and, oh, you know, Ghost of Tsushima or something like that, or you know how it, the, the, everything's leaking online. If I were to do that or any even PS4 games or whatever, then, then yeah, then you're taking money away from the developer. Mm-hmm. I'm looking up right now how much Skies of Arcadia costs for the Dreamcast if you wanted to get a physical copy of it. Yeah, it was 100 Twenty dollars at the beginning of the pandemic on GameCube. Um, that, yeah, that's mu- what it's I was much more than that down. now. I would assume so. Yeah, um, it is my second most valuable game in my collection. So okay, so for the Dreamcast, if you were to get just a disc of it, not even the case or anything like that, just a disc, it would run you about seventy dollars. Which isn't that bad. I mean, that's about the price of a new game. So yeah. And also, you, those cases are super easy to make your own. Right. Yeah. They're just CD cases, right? CD so, cases. Yeah. The, the art itself is super small. So, like, you don't need, like, a huge DPI printer to do it. Like, you, you could do it really easily. If you wanted to get the game with the manual and case, 
CIB. $135 yeah. is how much it would cost. What's so, the GameCube version? So. Like about $350? Um, for just the disc, $124. Ridic- ridiculous. Wow. For the disc plus, plus case plus manual, it's currently at 188 See, and that's why the Dolphin is is such a good thing now because mm-hmm. they've, they've made so many updates to it. And so if you wanted to play that, if you missed out and you don't have the money, mm-hmm. you know, now I could do it because I have the GameCube disc and I have a modded Wii so I could rip it and then take my flash drive and put it into my computer and then, you know, go ahead and play it. But if, if you didn't have that money, right, and you yeah. didn't have a Wii and you didn't have a GameCube or anything like that, you can still play those games and it'll look yeah. phenomenal. Well, that's the thing, too, is like I think uh, with, with like the store shutting down with Wii Virtual Console, like the WiiWare game specifically going away. And, you know, after this, it's only a matter of time before the Virtual Console on Wii U goes away, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember coming home from work one night being super confused about which store was closing and spending like a hundred bucks on N64 games. Cause I thought that I thought the, uh, the Wii U virtual console was closing down. I'm like, Oh no, I just didn't buy the one, uh, Castlevania game that I should have bought. Like the, the, we exclusive one. Eh, that's on me. My bad. Um, I did get the, um, that the one we I did get the, um, I did buy, I didn't buy the Castlevania, but I bought the Contra. Okay. Yeah. That was it's the rebirth. One. It's the rebirth series. Yeah. So there was um, Contra, Castlevania, and there was one more. I forget what the third game was. I'm getting to the point where, like, I no longer care about the legality of it. Like, Coach, you're totally right. Like, if you guys wanted to provide this thing that was available for A, a long time, and B, a reasonable price, if you want to find a new way to get money out of me, like the same way that Nintendo let me buy virtual console games on my Wii, and then a dollar to upgrade NES games on my Wii U so I could play them on the gamepad and then charge me for them again on my 3DS. Like, okay, that sucks. That's fine. I'll do it. But I'm not happy about it. Right. Um, At least you still have that ability. Still have the ability. Exactly. Um, But like, no, dude, at this point, like, screw you guys. Like, I don't care. Like, we had this thing that worked. And instead of trying to fix it and trying to accommodate and instead of trying to like, really embrace like what you guys did like sony used to be just like such a cool weird thing and now they're they're, i don't think they're nearly as cool i don't think they're they're nearly as weird i don't think they're nearly as interesting to be completely honest and i think Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about that as our main topic but like they're taking away the ability to do it with relative ease because it's not even easy to do so like no screw you guys like i don't care like i'll figure it out (laughs) and it's the same thing as um the Mario 35th anniversary, right? Yeah. I mean, they're oh. pulling it, right? For, for what reason? When you, you have the ability to just buy and download, you know, like I, I just, yeah. you know, it's, it w- shouldn't be that hard to source out a company to integrate PSP, uh, Vita, PS1, PS2 games. Um, on onto the store that we have now. There should not be any reason why 
it wouldn't take that long. Now, maybe they will. Maybe that's why they're shutting it down and eventually they're going to merge them into there. I don't know. That's what I'm hopeful for. I wrote an article for a website called App Trigger where I'm just like, okay, this is why it's a good thing because it's going away so it can come back, you know? But I don't think, I was talking about it with Elijah before we recorded, I don't think like half the licenses are going to be there, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think we're going to be able to play like the original PlayStation one medal of honor on PlayStation five ever. Like it's a looking back, it's a miracle that it ever existed on PlayStation three destruction derby. It's jet moto, like all these games shocking that they came to PlayStation three in hindsight. And I don't think we'll ever be able to play them on a new Sony device ever again. And that's like, that's just insane to me just from an art perspective where it's like, how could you possibly ignore years of progress in like 3d environment design, character design, you literally see more polygons being added to each game that came out in subsequent years to get to us. Uh, sorry, to get us where we are now. Like it's just from like oh, yeah, an the art evolution. perspective. Yeah, yeah, from an art perspective, it's like unconscionable that they're just getting rid of twenty years worth of crap. You know, mm-hmm. it's so bizarre. And like, I, I'm I'm a huge PlayStation fan, but even all this, it sucks, and it really puts a damper on things because like. The Vita isn't even 10 years old. The Wii U has a longer lifespan than the Vita. Yeah. Like, or at least I think the Wii U came out in 2013 or no, no, oh, the Wii U. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was 12, 2012. Okay. So the same year. So the Wii U is having a longer lifespan than the Vita. The Wii U. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, also, the, I think the Dreamcast out, out beat it because, like, I, weren't there new games coming to the Dreamcast in like 2009 and stuff still? Well, like, just a few years ago, there was. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. It's out. That's awesome. Good. I mean, you can still buy like PC version or the PS4 version, but you also had that one option that you could buy a Dreamcast just because so, you remember like 2011, 12, around there. You know, retro gaming was like, was big. I mean, it's still big now, but I mean, like it was huge, you know? Yeah. It was before HDMI and all that stuff, right? We were just trying to get whatever we could. So to keep with that, it was just the momentum. So developers threw retro gamers a bone and said, okay, you know, keep your Dreamcast around because, you know, Every once in a while, someone will drop a new game on the uh, yeah. That, on the that's, awesome. that's freaking awesome. That's so cool. Um, sorry, listeners, for uh, us like going through and, and like venting still because I, I know we've been talking about this for probably like three weeks now. I think like this is like our like anger stage of like the five stages of grief. Like I think we're yes. I think we're getting close, and then we're just going to get super drunk probably this summer and record a podcast talking about like all of our great memories with the PSP, the PS3, and uh, and and Vita as well. So I'm looking forward to I am that. One hundred percent in because it's closing around my birthday. So there's nothing I want to do more than turn 31 and then talk about a a PlayStation device I bought 15 years earlier and just friggin' cry about it. That's you know when I, when I think of the PS1, I think of demo discs in the yeah. back of the magazine. Magazine, yeah. yeah. Oh man, those were awesome. Still have a few of them. Yeah, so, I mean like I afford games, but I could afford to sneak a exactly, magazine into uh, exactly. my parents' uh, shopping cart when we went grocery shopping yeah. and uh, get them that way. Yeah. I I have a couple of those nice demo discs that say Pizza Hut. Nice. Remember when Pizza Hut had those demo? Yes. Oh man. But you, you yeah. go back and it was so exciting and like 
young kids these days, they'll never know that. Like no. they'll never understand the hustle that we went through, right? Like even during that time with uh, the PS1, you know, there wasn't YouTube. There wasn't nope. video reviews. There was nothing. It was word of mouth. Oh, yeah. Right? I remember um, at that time I was all about um, like the 989 sport titles like Game Day, oh, yeah. Yeah. Game Breaker, right? So I was all about those and because I migrated from Madden to that. But then I noticed one day my brother-in-law was playing uh, this game and he had this manual. He was like seventh grade. And I'm like, dude, what game is this? I like, was like, what? He's like, oh, this is Final Fantasy VII. And I'm like, whatever, man. And then went on my way. But, you know, it was like kids during recess, that's how you learned about games, right? Yeah. The, the levels in the original Zelda, that's how we learned it. Where do you burn the bush? You know, like it was right. just by word of mouth. That or was by that magazine you snuck in your parents' cart. Well, like let's those, see. That was how you learned about stuff. Right. Yeah. So there was Game Pro, right? Yep. There was the Xbox magazine. Mm-hmm. What was Sony's? Did Sony have one? Yeah, they had, a, they had an official, they had PlayStation, uh, official magazine. PlayStation magazine. Okay. Yeah. So those were the three, uh, you know, magazines that usually always had a demo disc with it. You yeah, know. too bad Nintendo mm-hmm. stuck with carts for so long. It was hard to uh, yeah. attach a cart to to Nintendo Power. But they 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 if you um if you were a member of uh their um magazine every once in a while you got that video the VCR yep the uh. VHS cassette of whatever Star Fox. See, I didn't read that. I was I was usually reading Wizard as a kid, like the the comic magazine. That was that was my jam. Um. I've read, I've read a I read a couple issues of that. Yeah. Okay. There were a lot of good magazines back there. That was, that was where I read and found out about the games, you know? Yeah. Somewhere I still have the PS2 launch issue of, uh, uh, electronic gaming monthly, That's which awesome. was this, like, it EGM, was super thick. One, yeah. It was super thick all about the launch of PS2. And, uh, yeah. How it was like, Tekken Tag Tournament 2, X Squad, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> Smuggler's Run, Fantavision. Have yeah. fun, guys. Yeah. Well, I think we'll put a pin in that for today just because this isn't going away anytime soon. And I guarantee you, uh, on July 2nd or right after, that's when the drinking is first round of drinking is gonna begin. August 27th is when the second round of drinking will come in. But I do want to ask you guys what you've been playing this week. And the, the certain reason is there is a game. There are two games I really want to talk about that I feel like don't get enough credit and get too much credit. Go for it. So I want to start with the one that doesn't get enough credit. And that's I'm just about done with the single player campaign of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. That game is so good. I'm having a total yeah. blast. Yeah. It's weird. I bought that game launch day. Had an absolute blast with it. The story's incredible. It's a Miss Marvel game that occasionally lets you play as other characters. Yes, yes every, it is. Every, Everyone dunks on it. That game's great. Um, 
this the game as a service the end game is annoying and frustrating uh but besides that like no dude that game's super fun to play i don't really understand the the hate it gets all the i time. think the writing is good uh, like almost every cutscene, i'm like i really enjoy these characters yeah it's, it's a great comic book story um and it does a really good job of mixing different prominent comic book ideas about like where aim came from what's going mm. on in the ending which i'm not going to spoil but the origin of a certain supervillain what happens yeah. in a world without avengers like i think there's just really interesting ideas there that is sort of like the <clears throat> i don't want to say 21st century version of the ultimate universe but i guess like the the post 21st century version of the the ultimate universe where it's like so much about the ultimate universe when it cropped up back in the early 2000s was all about how do we react to a new millennium mm-hmm. and i feel like we as a people sort of have a general malaise about uh where we are currently in the new millennium where it seems like things are getting worse not better and back then we thought things were only going to get better you know and so like i feel like this does a good job of capitalizing on sort of like that uh that fatigued energy that we're all feeling right now especially in the middle of the pandemic and, and it's just an interesting melding of ideas it's it's great you mentioned these certain villain in marvel i have always been curious about that character and it's really neat to see it because i'm like there's no way this is the final villain oh it is Okay, mm-hmm. and but I just find it so fascinating because I was like, "How did this villain come to be?" Because I've never read anything on them, but yeah, it, it is a super fun game, and especially now you can get it for like twenty, thirty bucks. I can't recommend it enough. Also, uh, I I never played the PS4 version, uh, but I found out what the loading time difference is on the PS4 version on a PS4 Pro compared to the native PS5 version is. Uh, A loading time that takes, they timed it 62 seconds on the PS4 Pro. The native PS5 version takes four seconds. Jeez. That's too fast. I don't have have time to check Twitter. I don't have time to go to the bathroom or get another glass of wine. That's too fast. And it was one of those, I never really thought of it until after I read that. Then the next time I played and it was like, all right, and we'll just, and never mind. (laughs) I I started to pick up my phone. I'm like, never mind. But no, that game does not get enough credit. It, you know, everyone talks about the multiplayer and the end game, the leveling up, but you don't hear enough people talking about the actual campaign. And it's super good. Yeah. But the other game. Oh, no, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. I think um, one of your first comments you said is like, it gets a lot of hate, you know, but Mm -hmm. you're enjoying it. I think a lot of that is now everybody is so visual, right? If you look at a video and what was the first thing everybody said? They all freaked out because the faces didn't look like what we see in the movie theater, right? That was the biggest complaint coming from the first uh trailer from that movie so i actually had and i i didn't mean to interrupt you but it has to do with that exact same thing that first trailer i had complaints as well but it and it was about the characters but it wasn't because they don't look like their marvel like their screen counterparts the animations of the characters didn't look right to me and that was why a little stiff yeah yeah and that's why that first trailer i'm like that did not look good. And it's because it, from an actual visual standpoint, it didn't look well. But no, that, that's, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted okay. to. Um, and then, and I just think that people, 
are always going to be quick to judge. Yes. And they're going to scream and shout. And it's just like, it's, it's a video game. Just, and, if you don't, you know, yeah. And a, big, a big part of it is yeah. the, oh, <laughs> Hawkeye was supposed to come out in October. He just came out last month. So that was another problem people had was all this DLC they promised wasn't showing up and they weren't talking about why it wasn't. It just wasn't. So I think now that they're being a little more open, I think it will get a little better in the eyes of the public. Well, that's super confusing though, just because I don't know, like a global pandemic one too. Yeah. It's super confusing about Jeremy Renner and like his legal situation about whether or not he was accosting his partner. And I saw some report that he like tried to not pay child support because of like losing work due to the pandemic. It's like, bro, I've seen you in like a lot of movies. I'm pretty sure you could swing child support this month. Yeah. Uh, and so like, I, I think it's just like the, the, the questionableness of, uh, of Hawkeye as a character in like the greater Marvel pantheon i guess and that's why they were like super excited to get well, Kate bishop in there just be like okay we got someone who plays like hawkeye but is not tied to jeremy renner we got this it's fine well apparently they teased black panther to come out right before his passing so that one i understand them like we're not going to go near that right now yeah we'll not touch that but no, I, I, I really enjoy Avengers. It's yeah, that, su- super fun. I'm that right. Wakanda DLC is this summer or this fall, I think. Fall. And I will, I will be there day one to play it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other game that I think gets... This one gets not enough and too much credit. And it's the 2011 Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> which, fun fact, came out on Vita also. Yeah. Um, I recently, the other day, I played through the entire campaign, the entire story mode, which first off, don't do that if you're playing uh, with a D-pad, which I was, because that hurts at the end. My thumb still hurts. Uh, I got to the very last boss, and the story in that game is so good. It's super good. I was having a blast. The actual fights are terrible. And I don't mean that the gameplay is bad. I mean, occasionally it would just be like, all right, uh, you know, most of the time it's one-on-one best of three, like best two out of three wins. But then it'll just be like, oh, right now I'm playing as Johnny Cage and oh, look, it's Katana and Jade. Best two out of three fight both of them. And I'm like, Wait, what? So I barely do okay against a single fighter. Now I have to fight two. I, I I guess maybe it's just saying these are two like less stronger fighters or that. Continue the game. You have to fight Goro and Kentaro occasionally. Harder fights. And then Sub-Zero, playing a Sub-Zero. Oh no, I have to fight a tag team of Goro and Kentaro. And it's like, why why are you doing this to me (laughs) what no and then at one point you fight shao khan and it is the cheapest fight i've ever been in in a fighting game that makes sense he's a cheap ass character so i get it and literally the like the only way i could even remotely fight him 
is I would have to quick jump over him, uppercut him. Then just before he goes to swing, jump over him, uppercut him. And then like pay attention to his move until the next point I can jump over him and then uppercut him. Because if you like hit him in his front, it's just going to like, he'll just like blink and then just like just punch you in the face. And it doesn't do like any damage to him. And one of his hits does, does almost a quarter of your health. And it's yeah. like that jump uppercut. That was how I played Mortal Kombat 2 on Genesis. So respect, because that was my game plan. That and the 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 foot sweep. Yeah. Good stuff. But no, like it's the fights in it are so cheap. And it's like, I hate using Luke Hang in the game. I do not like using him as a fighter. This like major boss fight, you have to use Luke Hang. I'm like, he's too slow. He's heavy. I don't like him. Well, too bad. I it must have taken me 20 tries before I beat him. And then I got to the final fight of the game and I tried like 10 times. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just done. Who do you think would win in a fight? <clears throat> uh, Liu Kang or Seth? Like Luke if Luke Kang. Luke no, Kang. but like in the game, in the game, like if Seth got, if Seth got modified, like who do you think? I, I guess not who would win in a fight. Who would you rather play as knowing everything about Liu Kang or just being completely surprised with a fighter modeled after Seth? Knowing, Seth. knowing what I know of Liu Kang, Liu Kang. Liu Kang. <laughs> you don't want to play as a as a senor blue belt, senor black belt himself? No, if I want to get beat, I'll just go into a bad part of town. Okay. <laughs> but this also takes me into I I recently rewatched Mortal Kombat Annihilation for the first time in years. Yeah, that movie's awful. And yeah. I have some really, really intense thoughts. First off, I love how it looks like very bad photoshopping that somebody who just learned how to use it would make in a YouTube video. Dude, like, that's really, how Outworld looks. Someone someone actually talked about this on Twitter like in the past like eight months or so. I, it's hard to tell because time uh, bleeds and yes. I don't know what day is which. But it turns out that that was like a first proof. And so like yeah. what's supposed to happen is like the movie is done with like, uh, you know, like the most basic special effects possible done. And then they show like, okay, here's what we got to do. And then like, okay, here we got to touch up the CGI. Here we got to do this. Here we got to change the lighting, do all this. The movie was just approved after its first proof. And so like, you remember when uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine like leaked online a couple of years ago, like right before it came out in like 2009, I want to say 2010, maybe. It's like if that movie got approved to release in theaters as opposed to leaking online. So basically so someone, the alpha build. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like someone just saw like the rough draft of like the most bare bones possible technical work done to the movie. And they're like, eh, screw it. You know, it's good enough. First movie did great. This will do great. And then it just bombed and, and looked like butt the entire time. Incredible Se- stuff. Second thought was Smoke and Cyrax are supposed to be cyborgs. But it, you could obviously tell it's like that is literally padding on a man's back. Like it doesn't even look like a cyborg. It looks like something you'd wear to go in for like jujitsu practice, like a cheap Halloween costume. You get yes. uh <laughs> Like I'm pretty sure I could story. legitimately throw bet throw together a better cyborg Cyrax outfit. Did uh, you guys watch the animated movie that just came out? Scorpion's Revenge. Ago? I'm yeah. three quarters of the way through it. It is super good. Is it really? Yeah, I need to finish it. Uh, yeah, I'll have to watch it before. Probably tomorrow morning. I'll watch it before the movie drops. That drops at the end of this month, right? April 23rd, which is why I've kind of been getting back into Mortal Kombat. But the the other last thing I want to mention, 
Shiva, she's done dirty in that movie. She has like no point in the entire film. She just kind of stands around until eventually she gets crushed by a cage. Was she the multi-armed chick in like the red slingshot bikini deal? Yes. She literally is just in the occasional scene is talked about as one of his like special commanders. And then when Liu Kang goes to rescue Katana, she literally just jumps on the thing and then the cage falls and like, ah, dead. Who's, uh, who's, who's the chick in purple? Uh, Melina. Okay. Melina. Okay. She plays, uh, the, the, mom on the oc which is like one of my favorite tv shows of all time that is melinda clark she's also like on a uh, firefly and serenity oh yeah yeah she's like the the madam on that show at the uh the brothel uh so, yeah god shout out to her I, w- I wish her career blew up a little bit bigger i love her so the, the story of the 2011 game is literally almost like the two movies combined but actually good and with much like many more stakes involved yeah and i literally i was saying in the group the best way to experience this game and i highly recommend you do is there's a movie of all the cutscenes strung together on youtube in 1080p watch that you're gonna have a blast like yeah. watch it as a movie sometime it's super good yeah you know why no one uh remembers that that game very well because it came out the same day as portal 2 so that's uh that was the game i think most people bought that day and I just got my copy of Mortal Kombat 11. I'm going to play through Mortal Kombat X because it's on uh, the PlayStation Plus collection. Jeez. And Didn't apparently- 11 have some issues, though? Um, like, what was it? It was when you go up the, the tree or something like that. I mean, I think there was... Like matchmaking issues? No, I want to say... There was an, I forget what it was. There was another um, gameplay type and it was just going up the tree, fighting all the different. Oh, kind of like a championship kind of thing. Yeah. But I think it was, there was some, there was issues with it. Keep in mind, I am, there's a 99% chance I will play through the story and then it got like a major single player uh, DLC like camp second campaign that supposedly is super good 99 percent. that's all i'm ever gonna play yeah, well what fair. about the dc what was the dc fighting game injustice yes yeah. god those that- stories were those games were so good oh so good yeah those comics are super good too uh, fun like- fact injustice um- one was on the vita yes it was yeah uh no those those comics were by tom taylor like really good australian writer uh cannot recommend them enough they're just like really good fast-paced uh like alternate earth stories they're super fun but so that's what i've been playing and watching i i want to hear from you guys what george what have you been playing i've been playing a lot but just for the sake of brevity i'm only going to talk about one game uh in two sittings i played uh, Gears of War Ultimate Edition on Xbox One with a, Ooh, nice. a good friend of mine, Fabio. Never played through those games co-op before. Man, those games rule. Like uh, This is my second time ever playing Gears of War. I played it for the first time probably like two years ago. I went through like the entire first four, like leading up to five. And I think we're going to do the entire series uh, just co-op. But like, man, those games are great. They're super fun. They're dumb. 
they require you to think like 15% of the time, just in terms of like how you're going to advance through an area that makes the most sense. But it's not like, you know, mind breakingly hard. Like it's not asking you to do too much. It's, it's just awesome. And like, it was taking me back to 2006 and a friend who just got a 360 and going over to his house and seeing an HD TV for the first time. Like, it was just like super nostalgic, which is funny because like I, I never played that game when I was younger. But like I just got nostalgic for the era of like the you know mid 2000s. And it was just a blast. Um, awesome box art. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it had the commercial to kick off all video game commercials. Yeah, dude. Like I wrote the real a, one that I made changed a, things. I, I made one YouTube video in my entire life. And I talked about the five game trailers or five games that weren't as good as their trailers, but were still like good games because I didn't want to like dog on games. I don't like dogpiling on stuff. I'll, I'll dogpile on Sony, but not on like a artist who's trying to make something and, and comes up short. That, That's doesn't, fair. that doesn't seem right. Um, and yeah, that was my number two, I think was like, yeah, the trailer for that game was like, uh, was it? Gary Jules, Mark Andrews, whoever was like Gary Jules, uh, just incredible stuff and like such a distinct tone from the actual game. I think that was why it was my number two because I'm just mm-hmm. like, well, like it's not that it was bad and it's not that the game was bad. It's just that these were two completely different products. <laughs> they just kind of uh, uh, kind of lied, I guess, about the uh, the general intonation of the game through this trailer. But man, incredible stuff! And yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I think two is my favorite so far. Yes, well, two is very definitely, good. yeah. Three, I, I, did. Um, I remember three when me, Austin, and then Elijah was playing too. We started playing like 2015. We went all through of them, and then we played yep. four. And I remember three, it was almost like a chore to get through. It was yes. like, okay, let, let's just get through this. Like, you know, two, though, blew me away. Two is super good. Two is great because it's like, okay, let's take the fight to them. Like, I, I think that is like one thing that I really liked. Like, it wasn't just waiting for them to get sort of like screwed over again. And you're just doing all this weird stuff. You got, you got the butthole doors, you know, and you're just, you're constantly doing new, interesting things. And then like finding out the origins of, of everything was super interesting. Three, I totally agree, is like a little underwhelming, but I will say it's super interesting just like the color palette change in that game. Cause like everything in two is still like gray Brown and like murky and three is still that, but like you can tell they're trying because there's like a lot of orange goop in that game, you know? And also like that game is kind of funny cause it reminded me a lot of halo three. Like when you go through like the, mm-hmm. the Nexus or whatever it's called mm-hmm. in halo three and like you land on like the zero installation, you have to like, you know, take the Hornet to go through and like uh, shut down, them recreating the the rings i'm losing like all the details of that so i need to replay the halo games it sounds like too but like just when you go to that island in gears three it, it feels like you're sort of like doing that all over again too and i don't know it's it's super fun i'm excited to have this series in my life and be able to enjoy it but not take it too seriously um, well let me know next time you get on i'll play with you hell yeah yeah i love gears man that's like that's not my jam, but it's close to being my jam. I love it's just that series. Super fun, man. Yeah. Like and it it I was frustrated with that game when I was younger because I'm like, it takes so many bullets to kill someone, everything's like imprecise and like janky feeling. And now I'm just like, no, this is charming. Like this is just like only this game does this, which is what makes it yeah. special. Um 
What was yeah. the um? What was the weapon that they shoot from space? The- Hammer of Dawn. Hammer, Hammer of Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. I knew something of Dawn. Yeah. I will never ever forget that. God, it's so good. And what, you know, what else other- I'll never forget is when we were playing uh, Forza, and we got the stop sign. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'll probably have Alzheimer's. Oh my god! I won't forget that moment. <laughs> oh my god! Just the buses behind us, and the trucks are just like we're not waiting. Uh, George, what is the other game you wanted to mention? Oh, I didn't actually. I don't think I have another game. I said oh, uh, I, I think I wanted to play like because that was just the most important game to me. But That's really, right. really quick, I remember watching G4 TV when um, these games were being shown off at E3, and just like seeing like the chainsaw and like the fast paced movement and like how detailed the characters were. That's when I was like, "Holy crap! The next generation of gaming is going to yeah. be incredible." And then you see a trailer for the original Assassin's Creed and like. Altair is like going through a crowd and just like pushing his way past people and just like bumping into everyone. I'm like, it's incredible. You've never been able to bump into that many people on PlayStation two before. This is the future. And it's just, yeah, stuck in like that. Like I said, just mid two thousands, like optimistic, uh, cycle. It's just, it's been really fun to replay that game. So yeah, I'm stoked to jump into two. You can find pretty much every single episode of X play on YouTube. Oh no! Yes. I've been wa- I've been watching it before I go to bed. It's really great. Oh, love it, Coach. What about you? What have you been playing? Uh, okay. So I did pick up um, the only Pokemon game that I haven't owned on the Switch is um, uh, Let's Go Pikachu because I have Let's Go Eevee. So I picked that up. Not knowing, you know, I just wanted to get it just to have it in my collection. Don't and, blame you. And so I started playing that. But then, you know, it, it happens like Breath of the Wild started saying, play me. So I started, I've been playing Breath of the Wild. And for my second playthrough, I have certain things that I want to do. Like, for instance, before I... um defeat any of the uh the beasts right the i want to get all 140 shrines okay and then i also want to power up my sword like go through the trials because i heard the trial is just insanely hard so i want to go through and i want to accomplish that and then go through and get the divine beasts and then um played the uh, i haven't played the the dlc for it so um definitely do that because there is a good chance that breath of the wild with the rumors of the whole new switch or whatever they're going to call it that that might release but um so yeah i'm just playing that right now and then um i told myself okay we have about six months for halo so I think each month I'm starting with reach. I'm just going to go through the series again. I don't know what your schedule's like just because you know, I know your work. I know you're probably going to be deployed soon. Is that what you're saying? Possibly. Yeah. We, we were supposed to get our deployment orders this next weekend mm-hmm. or this upcoming weekend, but um, it looks like it's May. So I'm 50, 50. We may not even go if, if we have an hour of our orders, but anyways, there's a chance that, um, Christmas time, we might be touching down in, in the Middle East. Gotcha. 
Um, well, if you have the time, those games are way faster than I remember. Like uh, Halo 1, uh, during the pandemic, I went through with my friend Fabio last summer, same Fabio that I did Gears of War with. Um, and it took us like two sittings to beat Halo 1. Took mm-hmm. us like two sittings, or probably three sittings. I think Halo 2 was like the longest one. And then like two sittings for for three and then for reach like those games are super breezy um and then like odst in one shot like to me like those will always be just like huge games because i remember getting them when i was like 15 but like as an adult who like understands a what to do from from the get-go and b just like oh no like i played 150 hours of assassin's creed odyssey like this game is actually jack like this doesn't mean anything to me in terms of a time sink and so, like, I, I totally appreciate, like, the, the one at a time. I think you can bang out four of them in a month, man. I think you can do it. Well, what I was trying to, what I'm thinking about doing is just taking a weekend and just focusing on, like, reach. Like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And then the next month, I'll do um, the original Halo. And, you know, they got the 4K. They got the injection. Oh, yeah, gorgeous. New- gorgeous. Yeah. So, because I want to be ready for halo infinite um it looks like hopefully this will be better than four and five we'll see but you know what i, I haven't played in so. that series is the um the rts games which i do want to play oh uh, i loved for, halo wars first first one is great i haven't finished the second one but the first one is like impeccable it's good stuff coach is there anything else you've been playing or is that pretty much sum it all up no nah, i mean i did buy uh I did buy um, Monster Hunter, but bro, the whole uh, jumping thing is just pissing me off. I, just, <laughs> I remember I called Austin. I called Austin the morning after. I'm like, bro, what the hell? This series, why can't they just do climbing the same way that they do in Breath of the Wild? You know, so I don't know. I just have to give it time, which I will. I mean, I'm going to give it give it time. But right now, it's just like Breath of the Wild is saying, you know, come play with me. You're feeling the call of the wild to the Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we finish up, I do have my trivia. Oh, yes. Oh, really? Before you finish up, we got some questions. Nice. reverse card <laughs> uh, super quick um these are from let's see austin i think i used to know an austin nah, never heard of him never heard uh, of him. he's he's famous now you forgot us yeah um austin wants to know why elijah is the only one playing monster hunter rise and it sounds like he's not uh he just doesn't it sounds like someone doesn't want to take the time to help coach through a new series so uh, I gladly it, would. So whoever asked this question should probably feel bad about themselves and uh, should really examine what it you know, takes to be a, a good friend in 2021. Uh, when I, when, real quick, when I, when I had been putting in uh, Breath of the Wild and it says friends online two or three, I know that it's saying on everybody's, uh, you know, switch coach breath of the wild <laughs> and monster hunter just came out i'm like oh i know they're just probably like laughing at me goofing on me that's okay monster hunter just came out and i just played through the 2011 mortal Kombat. so yeah coach, you're doing great um i don't even like breath of the wild but i'd rather play breath of the wild than 2011 mortal Kombat. uh serious question from from austin what is your favorite game soundtrack of all time now, I think we could do an entire episode just talking about yeah. games contracts. Yeah. So I'm going to say just like 
It's okay if you change it. It's okay if you come back next week, something's wrong. I assume we will do an episode about game soundtracks at some point down the road when there's yep. like, just a super quiet week and we're completely over the PlayStation Network closure. But I'll never be over it. Gun, yes. gun to each of your heads, metaphorical guns, of course, to each of your heads. What is your favorite game soundtrack of all time? Or at least right of now, all Halo time 4. right now. Halo 4. Halo 4. Halo 4. Good one. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I was going to say Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Final Fantasy VII Remake, okay, should I play through the the updated kind of Final Fantasy VII or play the remake? Updated Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Uh, it, it's one of those things I'm not going to tell you why, but if you play that one first, you get so much more out of remake. And like it is not a small amount more that you get out of it. I think June being that June is, you know, we all have, we have seven weeks of summer vacation. Our teacher teachers do. So I think what I'm going to do with the month of June is going to be dedicated to both Final Fantasy sevens. Play seven first, or maybe even do do it in May. Play the regular seven first, you know, and then jump in. And go full bore on the remake. In and June. you're picking a good time because in June is when the remake gets the PS5 upgrade. Okay. Oh. Now, let me ask you this. What was announced recently for Final Fantasy VII? So it was the PS5 upgrade along with some PS5 exclusive DLC. That okay, is uh, another, I want to say, is it two chapters about Yuffie? The female character, correct? Yes. Uh, she won't appear in remake at all, but in like she's one of the main party members in the original Final Fantasy Seven. Okay, Just so remake up up to where it's at in remake, they haven't met her yet. All right. So, what are your words of wisdom as I start the um, the regular but updated um, Final Fantasy Seven? Um, the biggest things are patience because it takes a little bit to fully understand what's going on. Uh, the biggest thing is just pay attention to characters because there's some stuff that could easily be missed. That is very important. Okay. And to get the full out of Final Fantasy VII Remake, like the full, wow, I can't believe they did this or that, you would actually have to play three Final Fantasy VII games. Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII. Dirge of Cerberus. And Dirge of Cerberus. Oh, I was well, joking. Oh, and so, Advent Children, too. Come on, man. Like, so, that sucks. Don't. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I, I guess. So, Dirge of Cerberus would only really be for the new DLC. But you also would get more out of it in the main game because there's something even I didn't realize at first. So, Dirge of Cerberus. Is it Cerberus or Cerberus? Cerberus. Okay, that's on the DS, right? No, that is a PS2 game. It's a third-person shooter starring Vincent Valentine, who's my favorite character from the game. Jill it's Valentine? A, a Vincent. 
God, it would be a crossover. That's a crossover I want now. But uh, no, it is a very bad game. (laughs) So I would would read a summary. It came out around the same time as like, was it Fallout uh, Brotherhood of Steel, which was like also like a a third person shooter on PlayStation 2 with like this franchise that had no real roots in the genre. Super interesting stuff. Yeah. It's like Armageddon and Deep Impact. Incredible. What was the DS game that came out? I think it was a tactics game, no? There was Final Fantasy Tactics A2, and then there was like a Final Fantasy. On the Fantasy. DS, though. Yeah, but I don't know if it has anything to do with Final Fantasy VII specifically. Because the Final Fantasy VII-centric games are Crisis Core Seven, Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, there's one that never came out here before called Before Crisis. It was a cell phone game. It's finally coming out in that uh, new phone collection game thing. Yeah, I guess um, Advent, Advent Children's like part of it too, right? Advent. So I just pre-ordered you, the 4K version of Advent Core. Crisis Core is a PSP game, but never available digitally. Only available Correct. on uh, UMD. Correct. So if you can't find that game, then you would definitely want to emulate at, it. I, yeah, at the very least, I would read the like synopsis. Summaries, synopses of Crisis Core and Dirge of Cerberus, mainly for characters. Uh, But the big thing is just have fun with Final Fantasy VII, the main one. That's the important thing. That's where it all will uh, matter the most. And it's just, it's such a good game. It's such a fun game. Honestly, before the Final Fantasy VII Remake soundtrack being my favorite soundtrack, it was the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. Uh, but, yeah. But but I, I uh, a couple weeks ago, I got the uh, 7 and 8, the physical copy. Perfect. Yeah. For, uh, on the Switch. It's, it's so pretty. But we will end there for the day. We'll do the trivia quick, which will take only a matter of moments because it's one super easy question and one rather easy question. So today's theme is music in okay. games. So the first one going along with what George was talking about earlier, the song mad world by Gary Jules, which played in the gears of war trailer first got popularized by what film? All right. I got, I know the answer for a fact. Uh, so coach, do you want to go first? I don't know it. Okay. Uh, the film is Donnie Darko. Bing. Donnie Darko is where it first appeared. Also, the music video for that song, absolutely incredible stuff. Check it yes, out. Yes, it is. What is it? Which one is it? Because I want to see it after we're done. Mad World by Gary Jules. Okay. And the second question, the game Rock of the Dead, which appeared on iOS, Xbox 360, and PS3, every single song on the soundtrack had one rock star in in every song who was that rock star wait say that again the game rock of the dead the entire oh. soundtrack every song had this same rock star in who is that rock star jack black i'd assume ozzy osbourne i've never the heard correct answer that. is rob zombie Oh, yeah, oh that'd be yeah, good. That makes sense. Um, Ozzy was on the commercials for Warcraft. 
Yes, he was. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but we are going to end there. Uh, we're running a little long in the tooth. So before Austin kills us, we're going to keep our main topic until next week. So everybody, you can catch us on pretty much every source for podcasts nowadays. If that podcast source has a way to review things, give us reviews. It really helps. Go to the YouTube like and subscribe even if you never watch that's okay you can just listen to it but like subscribe all that on twitter you can find seth at seth the 90s kid austin is at austin j eller george is at gb loftus coach is at frame skip pod never stop and i'm at loco lizard man until next week Good night, listeners. Peace. Good night.